Well, good morning, folks. And a very warm welcome to worship on an absolutely beautiful autumn morning. Isn't it wonderful to see this sunshine? I have a couple of intimations. The firstly is from the outreach committee about the Women's Aid Collection. This is something we would normally do at Harvest and to support Paisley Women's Aid by donating non-perishable food items, tins, jars, pasta, etc. Despite the unusual circumstances at present, the, women's, the Outreach Committee decided to go ahead with this collection. So next Sunday, the 4th of October, will be the final opportunity to donate via the blue donation buckets at the church entrances. There will also be a plate there for anyone who would prefer to give a donation of money. And after next Sunday, arrangements will be made to safely deliver our donations to Women's Aid. Next Sunday is the first Sunday in October and as such is our Communion Sunday. So we will be celebrating the Sacrament of Holy Communion. And unless any of the rules change, we will gather here in church and in homes. Everyone should receive details of the different ways of accessing this service from their elder. But there is a slight change. If you wish to take communion in church, then we hope to, we intend to provide a little sealed container of bread and grape juice. A wee bit like the containers you get for putting milk into your tea and coffee. Only sealed at the very top of that is a, bread, a wafer and under that some grape juice. So I have been promised some of these from another congregation within Presbytery. So, so that should be there for us next Sunday. It will be set out at the doors for coming in safely. If you want, you can still bring your own bread and wine. That's absolutely fine. And equally well, if you would prefer to simply worship without partaking of com communion, that too is absolutely fine. These are all the intimations. The psalmist wrote, Show me your ways, O Lord, and teach me your paths. Lead me in your truth and teach me. Let us also seek the way and the truth of God. We're going to worship God by listening to him 457. All hail the power of Jesus' name. All hail the power of Jesus' name. Let angels prostrate fall. Bring forth the royal diadem and crown him Lord of all. Oh, that with yonder sacred throng we at his feet may fall. Join in the everlasting song and crown him Lord of all. Hymn number 457.
And now let's come before our Lord in prayer. Let's pray. Almighty, all-powerful, all-knowing God, we gather here in your holy presence seeking to worship you, seeking to listen for your word, seeking to bring you our worries and our cares. We worship you for your love is eternal. Your love is generous beyond measure. We worship you in our words, in our thoughts, in our actions and in our music. We worship you as our creator, redeemer and sustainer. For you, Lord, you have created this world in all its beauty, in all its power and in all its majesty. And you have entrusted its care to us. You have created each one of us beautifully different, each one of us individual, yet made in your image. You, Lord, have redeemed us through the life, death, crucifixion and resurrection of your Son, Jesus Christ. You sustain us through the power of your Holy Spirit. Lord God, you have blessed us with the gift of free will. And so, merciful God, forgive us for the times when we have denied your authority and gone our own way. For the times when we have tried to be someone we are not and hidden your image within us. For the times when we have not been true to you or to the gospel values you have entrusted to us. Merciful God, forgive us, renew us, restore us, that we may be what you have made us. Go where you will guide us and do as you would have us do. In the name of Jesus, who taught us to pray together, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory forever. Amen. And now let's listen for God's word. Firstly, from Paul's letter to the church in Philippi. And I'm going to read from Philippians chapter 2, verses 1 to 13. So let's listen for God's word for us. Your life in Christ makes you strong and his love comforts you. You have fellowship with the Spirit and you have kindness and compassion for one another. I urge you then to make me completely happy by having the same thoughts, sharing the same love and being one in soul and mind. Don't do anything from selfish ambition or from a cheap desire to boast, but be humble towards one another, always considering others better than yourselves. And look out for one another's interests, not just for your own. The attitude you should have is the one that Christ Jesus had. He always had the nature of God, 
But he did not think that by force he should try to remain equal with God. Instead of this, of his own free will, he gave up all he had and took the nature of a servant. He became like a human being and appeared in human likeness. He was humble and walked the path of obedience all the way to death, his death on the cross. For this reason, God raised him to the highest place above and gave him the name that is greater than any other name. And so, in honour of the name of Jesus, all beings in heaven, on earth and in the world below will fall on their knees and all will openly proclaim that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. So then, dear friends, as you always obeyed me when I was with you, it is even more important that you obey me now while I am away from you. Keep on working with fear and trembling to complete your salvation, because God is always at work in you to make you willing and able to obey his own purpose. Amen. Well, in that reading, Paul wrote, Don't do anything from selfish ambition or from a cheap desire to boast, but be humble towards one another, always considering others better than yourselves. And look out for one another's interests, not just for your own. Well, at the moment we are still in the midst of coronavirus. We know that numbers are rising, and I suspect that for many of us we have the feeling that the possibility of a return to lockdown hangs over us. We know that the UK government and the Scottish government have set rules, and that these rules have been set because of a desire to control the virus and to prevent more people from becoming ill. So as we live our lives, we have to think of others. We have to look out for their interests. And so at the moment, that means not meeting up with folks from more than one other household, not visiting each other inside our homes. And yes, I'm the same as you. I know that the rules are constantly changing. And I'm sure that the rules, the government's rules, will continue to change to meet the changing situations in which we find ourselves. But there's something else. As Christians, we have a set of rules. We have a set of rules. And I know I keep coming back to the teaching of our Lord himself when he was asked about the most important rule. Love your neighbour. Our guidance as Christians is crystal clear. And can I suppose be summed up in one word? The word joy. J-O-Y. And this what I'm going to share with you is something that I heard when I was a wee lassie. I was told that joy is what we need to remember. The word joy. J-O-Y. First of all, J. J is for Jesus. Put the teachings and love of Jesus first. Remember what he has done for us. Remember his life and his example. The teachings of his parables. And remember too, his death and his resurrection. All for you and for me, for all people. So J, J is for Jesus. O, O is for others. As Christians, we're taught to love one another. And that means looking out for them, supporting them, helping them. 
Perhaps today we can think of that in terms of wearing our masks, keeping our distance, remembering the rules. But it can be thought of too in terms of making a phone call, picking up the phone to talk to someone you haven't spoken to for a week or two. Perhaps somebody who is in the house on their own most of the time. It can be speaking over the garden fence to your next door neighbour. It can be putting some foodstuffs into the blue buckets this week and next. It can be putting something into the food bank trolley at the supermarket. But let's remember people whose needs are more important than our wants. Times maybe we should be thinking of the difference between what I want and what I need. And maybe, just maybe, during this time when we're a bit more reluctant to visit the shops, this might be a good time to focus on what we actually need, and not just materially. And then finally, in the word joy, the why, yourself. So many of the rules benefit us as well as others. It's not about being a doormat. It is, as C.S. Lewis once said, it's not thinking less of yourself, but thinking of yourself less. So, let's remember the word joy, J-O-Y, Jesus, others, yourself. And when we remember that, then we will have joy in our hearts. We will, in the words of the chorus, I've got that joy, joy, joy down in my heart, and I'm so happy that I've got the love of Jesus in my heart. So let's remember the word joy as we at times struggle through these challenging days. And now, as we think about that, Alan will play for us.
Thank you, Alan. Let me turn now to our Gospel reading. I'm going to read from Matthew chapter 21, verses 23 to 32. Let's listen. Jesus entered the temple courts, and while he was teaching, the chief priests and the elders of the people came to him. By what authority are you doing these things? they asked. And who gave you this authority? Jesus replied, I will also ask you one question. If you answer me, I will tell you by what authority I am doing these things. John's baptism, where did it come from? Was it from heaven or of human origin? They discussed it amongst themselves and said, if we say from heaven, he will ask, then why didn't you believe him? But if we say of human origin, We're afraid of the people, for they all hold that John was a prophet. So they answered Jesus, We don't know. Then he said, Neither will I tell you by what authority I am doing these things. What do you think? There was a man who had two sons. He went to the first and said, Son, go and work today in the vineyard. I will not, he answered. But later he changed his mind and he went. Then the father went to the other son and said the same thing. He answered, I will, sir. But he did not go. Which of the two did what his father wanted? The first, they answered. Jesus said to them, Truly, I tell you, the tax collectors and the prostitutes are entering the kingdom of God ahead of you. For John came to you to show you the way of righteousness, and you did not believe him. But the tax collectors and prostitutes did. And even after you saw this, you did not repent and believe him. Amen. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Well, the New Testament passage is all about authority. And I suspect that when we think about authority, we often think about rules. I wonder if you've ever been challenged about whether you're allowed to be somewhere, perhaps on private property or in a club or in the wrong part of a building. Well, today I'm sure we're aware that there are so many demarcations, new demarcations about where we can and cannot be and what we can and cannot do. There are lines in the school playground. Children are restricted in who they can play with in the school playgrounds. As adults too, we have rules as to where we can stand and where we should walk in the supermarket, outside the chemists, at Brayhead. I've even seen lines in a pavement where a burger van parks. But these rules are generally for our own good. But thinking back to if you've ever been challenged about being in the wrong place, when we're challenged, we can feel really quite uncomfortable, especially if we're made to feel that we don't belong. Now, it can be as simple as going somewhere and asking, may I sit here when there's an empty seat there and being told, oh no, that's so-and-so's seat. I think that may have happened to some of us. And that, in a way, is is not good to welcome people like that. 
But a group of people who are finding life too difficult today is refugees. And just a few days ago, we heard of demands for inquiries into the deaths of three refugees in Scotland. And recently, there's been much press coverage of the Black Lives Matter campaign. And when we think of the likes of the Windrush generation and people from particular ethnic backgrounds who have been verbally abused and told to go back home with little or no regard as to whether this country, Scotland, the UK, was their home or not. Of course, this is not new, and there have been incidents like this in many countries over many years, incidents where people are made to feel that they do not belong. Feeling that you don't belong, and especially being told by voices of authority that you don't belong, can make you feel insecure, alienated from society and powerless. It can lead to despair and all sorts of self-destructive behaviour. Well, in today's Gospel reading, we heard that Jesus was challenged by those in authority when he was asked, who gave you authority to be here and to do that? It doesn't sound very welcoming. And the temple, while the temple had strict rules about where certain people could go and what they could do, and by those rules, the people with Jesus, the tax collectors and the prostitutes, they would not have been allowed into most parts of the temple. But Jesus, well, Jesus says that it is these people and not the authorities challenging him who are closer to God. Our job, our job as the church, individually and corporately, is to stand with those who feel excluded in our society for whatever reason. We need to work hard, not just to say that everyone is welcome and belongs, not just to say that, but to make sure that everyone really feels that they are welcome and they do belong. This is God's world, and we are all his people. And the parable which Jesus shared in today's reading makes it clear that fine words like those of the younger son are never a substitute for doing the right thing. In the case of the older son, well, yes, he did do the right thing, but oh boy, did he do it grudgingly. Let's each one of us as individuals and as a congregation, as a church, make sure that we know whose authority we are under. We are under the authority of our risen Lord and Master. And because we are under his authority, then we need to do our very best to freely and willingly walk in his way, to walk in his way wherever we are and with whoever we meet. That is what we are called to do. Amen. So now let's dedicate ourselves to God as we listen to hymn 502. And I'm actually going to read the words of the whole of the hymn. Take my life, Lord, let it be, consecrated, glad and free. Take my moments and my days, let them flow in ceaseless praise. Take my hands and let them move at the impulse of your love. Take my feet that I may run, bearing news of Christ your Son. 
Take my voice and let me sing, always, only for my King. Take my intellect and use every power as thou shalt choose. Take my will, your will be done. May my will and yours be one. Take my heart, it is your own. It shall be your royal throne. Take my love, my Lord, I pour at your feet its treasure store. Take myself and I will be all for you eternally. Hymn number 502. And now let's come to God in prayer. Let's pray. Lord God, we have made our offerings to you, offerings of money for the work of your church, offerings of food for the work of women's aid, offerings of ourselves to serve you in the world with love and humility. And now, Lord, we pray that you would hear us as we pray for others. Loving God, we pray for the humble in our, our, in our world, those who have not chosen their position in society, for children sold into slavery or prostitution, for women living in subservience because of their traditional culture, for people seeking refuge in this country, for those whose work is underpaid and undervalued, for those who are unemployed, for those who do the dirtiest jobs, hospital and street cleaners, refuse collectors. Lord, give them hope and so work in our world by the power of the Holy Spirit that the dignity of ordinary human beings may be valued, oppression overcome and the yoke of injustice broken. We pray for those highly exalted in our world, those who hold the reins of power, 
for the leaders and members of national governments as they seek to make decisions to help minimise the damage caused by COVID-19. For the managing directors and executives of multinational companies as they struggle to balance the books and the needs of their staff. For the leaders of the different groupings of the world faiths. Lord, help them to understand the effect of their policies. Grant them true wisdom in the decisions that they have to make and grant them true humility of heart. We pray for those who have positively chosen the way of humility, for those who have put others first, parents caring for children, children caring for parents, for teachers and nurses, police officers and social workers, and all who simply try to do the best job they can for the sake of others and the good of their community. For aid workers overseas whose concern is the well-being of often starving and dispossessed people. Today we remember the family, friends and colleagues of Matt Ratana killed while doing his job as custody sergeant. Lord, in a moment of silence we bring you our own prayers. Grant, Lord, that they may know your love, receive your strength and rest in your peace. Uphold them in times of stress and self-doubt. Give them patient endurance and the knowledge that they are doing your will. Lord, we pray for ourselves. May we have the patience and strength to deal with whatever each day throws at us that we remember that we are under your authority and grant us, we pray, a willing, joyful, humble heart. We pray in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. We close this morning's worship by listening to hymn 132, Immortal, Invisible, God Only Wise, Almighty, Victorious, Thy Great Name, we praise to all life thou givest, to both great and small, in all life thou livest, the true life of all. We blossom and flourish as leaves on the tree, and wither and perish, but not changeth thee. Hymn number 132. <laughs>
And now I'd ask if you're able, would you please stand for the benediction? Let us go from here with the joy of loving Jesus in our hearts. Let us go out into the world to share that joy with others. And the blessing of Almighty God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, rest and remain with you and all those whom you love this day and forevermore. Amen.